This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, we got Eric Smith on the phone, college sports editor of USA Today. And let's talk some college hoops as if we haven't talked enough already. Let's get to it with Eric Smith. So good morning, Eric. Thanks for joining the program. So let's start off hot. Let's start off with um, the teams that people need to be watching for to win the national championship because I think a lot of people right now are trying to furiously cram for March Madness. So just lay it out for us. What are the two or three teams that you think have the best shot at winning the national championship? Uh, Hi, good morning. Um, Yeah. So I think to me, the best team and the best team suited for the tournament is Connecticut. Just um, Mm -hmm. the way they played last year, they, they peaked right at the perfect time. Um, you know, ran through the tournament like one of the more impressive, uh, you know, six games we've seen of any team uh, in the modern era. And then they just, you know, they've obviously had a couple of slip ups, but I just think overall they're, they're they have obviously experience, um, you know, guard play. They have big men inside. You know, that to me is the the, the the obvious one that I think, you know, has the best chance. And then, you know, as you just kind of scale down, you know, Purdue is obviously an interesting question given their lack of tournament success compared to their regular season success. I'm still a little bit wary about them. Uh, they've re- performed really well against the best teams they've played. They've not performed great against the the lower teams. You know, they've, they've split two games with Northwestern, and, you know, they lost to Nebraska. Um, those are the kinds of games, unfortunately, that you get early in the tournament that they've got to show that they can get through. So that, that's obviously another another one. And then I, I really like – and then this, this is again a team that hasn't been great in the tournament, but Tennessee, I think, is much better suited this year to make a deep run um, than they have in the past. You know, barring any injuries like they had last year, there's a Kai Ziegler. Um, Dalton Connect is really, really good at scoring the ball, and they just have a little more firepower than they usually have, and they always play very good defense. And I think they're just much more balanced to, to make a run this year. Eric, you know, the last couple of years, the Big Ten has been really disappointing in the tournament, and I'm looking at the league this year, and Purdue's obviously the best team as we head into the tournament, but people have their trust issues with Purdue after they lose to a 16 seed last year. 
Obviously, Michigan State has struggled here the last couple weeks. Home losses to Iowa and Ohio State as big favorites. Brad Underwood in Illinois has struggled in the tournaments as he's been there. Wisconsin has kind of fallen off after playing really well. Like as we as we're starting to get into March here, and you look at the Big Ten, I mean, are there any of these teams that you like? Yeah, I mean, Illinois is another one where I just. You know, I don't know what I'm going to get from them every game. You know, I could, I could see them play really well at times and look really good. And then you, you obviously see the loss against Penn State where they just melted down at the end of the game. Um, they've lost at home to Maryland. You know, they, to me, have the next best shot after Purdue. And then I don't really, again, like, you know, you, you said Michigan State or uh, Wisconsin. I mean, Nebraska's probably going to get in the field. Um you know, they don't have a tremendous amount of depth in the league in regards to the, the, the tournament group. And so they're, all their hopes are really riding on Purdue for me to get for, for a deep run. I mean, maybe Illinois, depending on how they get seated and, and could get to the Sweet 16. But I just think, you know, they don't have enough consistency in those teams to get. You know, this is really when you get into the tournament, especially now with the, the parity and um you know, the quality that you see lower in the field in those, you know, 11, 12, 13, you know, uh, automatic qualifiers from those one bid leagues, you've got to win like six games to get, you know, obviously the championship, but even you got to win two or three games to get to that sweet 16 or elite eight. And I just don't know that those teams have shown that they can do that uh, consistently through the season. And that's, that's ultimately like what happens is these teams get knocked out because they just can't play two, three games in a row, um, at the same level. They can play one, and they can beat anybody, but they can't play enough to get into that deep, deep run territory. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're talking with Eric Smith of USA Today covers college sports. So, Eric, uh, you talk about parity and March Madness. It feels like the ultimate, you know, test of, you know, uh, a championship team as opposed to other sports where maybe a little less volatility so what are the Cinderella teams that you kind of have on your radar? Maybe a team that's not equipped to win it all, but maybe a long shot pick to maybe make it to like the final four. Who are your sleeper teams? Sleeper teams. Okay. I, you know, if you would have asked me this before uh, the weekend, uh, I would have said Washington state was like, to me, a team that just nobody was really paying attention to. And they've obviously beaten Arizona twice this year. Uh yeah, they went and then lost to Arizona State after that, which uh, you know it's not as it's a bad loss, but I can understand to a certain extent, uh, you know, the two days after beating Arizona on the road. But to me, they've got you know a really great balance on their team. They've been playing exceptionally well since a slow start. Um, it's a team really that ha- nobody really thinks about, and um, it hasn't been in a tournament even since 2008. Um, and then, like, if you still like start to go into those like mid majors. I still think like Dayton is a team that people have to watch out for. Um, you know, they, they've got a lot of quality there. 
Um, they've struggled, unfortunately. They, I live in Virginia. They've played three games in the state of Virginia. They've lost all three of them to the three three big schools in, in the Atlantic 10. Um, but I think they're really good. And that's a team that, you know, maybe the name doesn't stick out, but I think they've got, you know, a quality like a VCU from the same league that can maybe make a run. Eric, you look at uh, some of the teams that made the Final Four last year, San Diego State, FAU, both of those teams 80-1 to right now to win the national championship. Maybe not to win the title, but if you had to pick one of those teams to get back to the Final Four, do you like the Aztecs better or the Owls? Yeah, I think I think San Diego State's probably a little bit better shape. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, you know, the Mountain West offers and – is is just you know the quality in a in a mid major league. I mean they might get six teams uh, if they can mathematically sort of navigate the last few weeks of the season where you know all their teams kind of avoid bad losses and you know they're playing each other so those are going to be quality losses and they're tested pretty much every night. You know and, and again like they have a style they play great defense that's going to travel. Um, they've got some scoring. Um, Jason Leday is really really good. Um, you know, I think they have the best shot, you know, for me, Florida Atlantic, obviously a great story. Um, and you know, honestly, they might be better this year or similar to the, the, at the level that they were last year. They are just playing, you know, more difficult schedule. They played a, a really tough out of conference schedule to get ready for the tournament and also potentially you know, put them in position for an at large berth. And then playing in the American is it, it's more difficult, um, than playing in the Sun Belt. And so they've taken a few losses. Um, and, you know, South Florida is another team. You know, we talk about sleeper teams, like a team that come out of nowhere. Um, you know, they're leading the league by three games. Um, so their performance in the regular season hasn't been good, but, you know, been as good. But the, in the tournament, you know, they still can – they have almost the entire lineup from last year that has that experience to try to make a run. I just – I just think they're not as, you know – defensively oriented they're, they're going to more rely on their shooting night in and night out and if they do have a bad night um you know that would probably be their demise all right eric we got about a minute left so this has to be kind of quick but what do you think the best conference is in basketball right now and do you think that helps uh when it comes to march madness like preparing for the gauntlet of uh of march yeah, so I would I would say the Big Twelve uh, to me is probably head and shoulders mm-hmm. above everybody. And then that that is the fundamental question though, is how is your can your conference be too good? And I think there is some element to that where um, you're playing tough games every night. Um, you're getting experience. You're getting you know a run through of what it's going to look like in the tournament. But you're also getting worn down, and especially like in this day and age. You know, you want to be in a tournament fresh. And it's like sometimes you'll see where teams go out a, a round or two early in the conference tournament, and sometimes that's a benefit to them to not have to play those three, four games right up to selection of Sunday and then turn around and, and in three days start start the tournament against a potentially, you know, difficult opponent depending on the seating. And, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of yin and yang there. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.